0: And just before I forget, a couple of announcements. Uh, We'll have our our church council meeting next uh, week after worship service. Uh, We'll get details as to how we'll get people in here so we can social distance appropriately. And also, we are looking for somebody... To uh, do the lawn mowing up here. So, if anybody has any grandkids or knows of any kids or anybody out there that uh, needs a job, get a hold of Kevin and uh, so we can have somebody be good. I mean, this is a good, peaceful job up here. Just come up here and I think they even supply the mower, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but get a hold of Kevin and uh, find somebody that might be interested in doing some mowing up here in the hill. All right. Oh, what a glorious day, isn't it? It's raining out. Uh, It's going to make the grass grow that much faster, so make sure we find somebody to to come up here and and mow the grass. Oh, better close my trunk here. I got equipment back here that's going to uh, not be good if it gets wet. All right. Well, you know, one thing about the good old United States is that we have a lot of freedom. Freedom that has come at a cost. Look at the cemetery over there, and uh, uh, there's many veterans over there um, that have given their life so we can have freedom. We are free to attend church. It's, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, here in South Dakota anyway, church was never closed. We're fortunate to live in a state where we do have that freedom. It's just that sometimes we have to look at alternate ways of worshiping God. And it doesn't matter how we do it, as long as we worship Him. And one thing about the beauty up here in Buffalo Lake Lutheran Church, up here in the hill, out in the country, is that we have the ability to worship together corporately, which is what we talked about last week. We have the the freedom to choose where we want to live. You know, I kind of find it amazing sometimes where people will complain about where they're living at. Well, you know what? You have the choice to move. If you don't like it here, go move somewhere else. Maybe the grass is greener on the other side for them. Well, I'll, you know, people say, well, the grass is not always greener on the other side. And I know that uh, for some people, they think it is until they get there. They find out the grass is the same. It's no different. We have the uh, right to choose what we want to do every day. We can choose to come to church. We can choose to get up in the morning. We can choose to have breakfast. We can choose to go to town. We can choose to perhaps, well, one of the big choices here in the United States and throughout the world is our choice of freedom and how we react with other people. With this coronavirus going on out there, it's not a good thing, folks. This coronavirus is, is, uh, is deadly. I happen to look at the stat sheet for here in South Dakota, and most of them that have died here in South Dakota are in the upper age group. But it's also affecting children as well. And the thing about it is that, you know, I've seen on TV where people have gone to the, they're going to the beaches and, and they're not wearing the face masks They are not social distancing. And then they wonder why the numbers are going up. Because we have the freedom to choose what we want to do. Because we're invincible, right? It seems like we are invincible. So we can go, oh, it's not going to affect me. That virus is not going to get me. Absolutely not. We have the freedom to choose. In Deuteronomy 32, 7, we're going to talk a little bit about remembering. Remember. Remember the old days of old. Consider the generations long past. Ask your father and he will tell you. Your elders and they will explain it to you. I brought with me a couple of uh, U.S. flags I put out front here as a token for our Memorial Day. It used to be called Decoration Day long ago. In 1971, they made the official declaration of Memorial Day here in the United States to remember those soldiers who have gone on before us. It originated the years following the Civil War and became the official federal holiday in 71. And many Americans observe Memorial Day by visiting cemeteries of memorials. Now, I know that th- throughout the United States, uh, places are having some Memorial Day services. Some are scaling them back because of social distancing. Um, nevertheless, remember. Remember those who have given their life for us. But... Let's not remember the ultimate sacrifice that was given for us. Remember that freedom came through Jesus Christ. it's through Jesus that our sins have been forgiven. The Bible tells us that Jesus died to set us free from the penalty of sin. So instead of death, we have been given eternal life. This freedom was not free. It was paid for by blood from Jesus Christ. Remember last week we talked about the words that Jesus said up on the cross, it is finished. The word in the verse finished is actually the Greek word from tetesai, which is the same word meaning paid in full. Jesus paid in full our sins. Remember that. In 1 Corinthians 7:23 it says you were bought at a price to do not become slaves of men. We have the tendency to want to be men-pleasers. Remember, we want to be God-pleasers. We don't care what other people think about us. What's more important is what God thinks of us. and That's what we need to remember. Remember that Jesus Christ is the ultimate sacrifice so we can have eternal life. Now, as I'm going through and preparing the scriptures, I come across Bible verses, and God has a way of working in mysterious ways. And this one kind of affected me right at home yesterday. The the verse I'm going to read is from Hebrews 13, verses 1 through 3. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so some people have come to show in hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are ill-treated as if you yourselves were suffering. Yesterday as uh, I started my paper out, there was a guy at Kins in Groton, sleeping on the bench a stranger somebody who had walked in from aberdeen and you know when you see and he was dark-skinned and one of the officers came in and uh uh and had told the guy he says just you know we're not trying to insult you or anything but you don't really you kind of stick out here here in groton you because know, he was really dark-skinned, and he said, yeah, I know, I'm trying to get down to Sioux Falls. Well, anyway, I got down with my paper route. He started coming towards us, and I left to do the paper route. And I got down with the paper route, and something told me to go back out to, out to Kin's out there, and I checked something, and, and the guy seen me, so he started coming towards me. So I went out, and I drove around the highway and came back on the west side of Kin's. I was kind of avoiding him. As uh, I pull up and I'm ready to go in the store, the guy comes around the corner. He says, hey, you done with your paper out?" I said, yeah, sure. He says, hey, how about if I uh, fill up your car with gas and give you 40 bucks and you take me to Summit? Well, I got all kinds of things rolling through my mind coronavirus for one thing, and uh, a stranger, don't know him from Adam. But something propelled me, I looked at my watch, it was about 6.30 in the morning, it's like, well, I got plenty of time, I says, sure, why not? So I took him to Summit yesterday morning, and we had a nice little chat. And we even talked about God. And then as I'm doing my sermon, this scripture comes out at me and points For By doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. I wonder if I was being tested. I wonder if I was supposed to really show hospitality to him. You never know. You never know what God will put in front of us. So I, and as I dropped him off at summit, I think we waved to each other about five times, <laughs> waving back and forth. I'll, I'll never see him again. But you, that's, you know, and that's we talk about that. We talk about, well, how are we supposed to treat other people around us? You know, most people probably would have said, I'm not taking, I'm not going to go out of my, why should I go out of my way to take you all the way over to Summit? I mean, it is a long ways over there from Groton. You never know when an angel might come in your midst and you don't know it. Remember. We talk about remembering. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. In Psalm 66, 5 through 6, it says, Come and see the works of God, who is awesome in his deeds towards the Son of Man. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There, let us rejoice in him. You know, so many things in the scripture, even the Psalms, talks about the things of old days. remembering. you know, talk about, you know, they talk about telling their, their stories. Keep telling the stories. Don't forget what God had done for them. Taking them out of Egypt into the promised land. You know, and God told them, keep telling them the stories, remind them, tell them to remember what has happened. Now, the Bible was not originally written in the modern language, as of course, you know, we pretty well know. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and the New Testament was written in Greek. Most of the references to God. Remembering, sometime, remembering something are actually in the Old Testament. So we really have to look to the Hebrew to deduce the meaning of the phrase God remembered. You will see that phrase throughout the scriptures. God remembered. Now the biblical Hebrew includes only about, get this, 8,000 words arising from only about 2,100 root words. Compare that to English of about 400,000. No wonder the English language is so complicated. Because of the smaller vocabulary, words in Hebrew often encompass multiple meanings and a range of ideals. In particular, Hebrew, Hebrew verbs that English speakers consider to be merely mental processes actually include the physical outcome or expected activity of that mental process. For example, the verb shema translates to hear, but actually means to hear, believe, and obey, act upon what was heard. Multiple meanings for the one word. Now, when the Bible says God remembered... The original Hebrew is zakar, Z A K A R, zakar. It zakar. means to remember. But it also means to bring someone to mind and then act upon that person's behalf. The biblical examples of remember include actions on the other's behalf, are numerous. When God remembered Noah, He says, God remembered Noah. He made the wind blow on the earth and the waters subside. When God remembered Rachel, God listened to her and opened up her womb. So she was able to have children. When God remembers something, he causes an action to happen. He turns his attention to someone and acts upon their behalf. God remembered, and so he caused something to happen. When we remember our veterans, it causes us to do something as well. We go to Memorial Day services. We'll go out maybe and decorate the graves. We will remember those who have given their lives for us. It causes us to do something. So the word remember is not just a simple word, but it's actually a very complex and causes us to go and do something. Oh, I have to remember to do this, and therefore we go and do it. In Jeremiah 31, 34, when God describes the new covenant, he says, For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Here God is promising not necessarily to forget sin, but rather to not act in accordance with what our sin deserves. He is not, remember, He's not going to take action against us for our sins. In fact, Mary makes a connection of God's remembering being a very physical act when she equates the living Messiah in her womb as God's remembrance of His mercy. Oh, yes. And God remembers. You know, sometimes we wonder, is God still up there remembering us? You know, it seems like everything's so quiet. Yeah, we don't have his hand coming down here doing the miraculous signs like he did in the Old Testament time and even in the New Testament time. But rather, God works through the hearts of the church. He works through the individual members. He works through us. Through the Holy Spirit. Remember, when Jesus left, he promised him the advocate of the Holy Spirit. And it is the Spirit that is at work inside each one of us. That's how God works today. He doesn't need to come down here and present signs. If we have to be presented signs, then we really truly don't believe. When that rich man was pleading to Lazarus to go tell my family you know that, that they should believe... No, they should believe. They don't be. They don't need to be given signs. If you don't, if you need a sign to believe, then you're truly not faithful to God. We remember all those who have fallen. You know, I used to. Well, in fact, I still work in, for the city of Groton, and I do the uh, trimming around the cemetery. We I help out with that. I do some mowing out there. And you can't help but think about those individuals. I know the ladies were out there this past week putting up uh, flags on all the veterans that were out there, that are out there. As a reminder, so we can remember them in our hearts, and our minds. And hopefully, we also remember Jesus Christ. Remember the uh, sacrifice that He did for us. Because He loves every one of us. And He will remember our sins no more. He's going to take action and say, I don't remember your sins no more. They are gone. They are blotted out. If only we could do the same thing. If only we could say those same words. I remember your faults no more, but we have a tendency to say, oh, I won't uh, um, remember that. I'm not going to forget about what you did. I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. No, that's not what it's about. When we forgive, we forget. We remember no more. We take the action and say, I don't remember. It's gone. It's blotted out. It's forever gone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We should rejoice and be glad in it. Whether we have rain or sun or mosquitoes and flies and and everything else that comes with it. Oh, it's such a lovely day. And you can say, ah, I'm nice and dry in my vehicle. (laughs) But remember, God loves you wherever you're at. Whether you're at Buffalo Lake, whether you're in Sisseton, whether you're in Groton, whether you're in Peaver, whether you're in uh, Millbank. Anywhere in the world, you could be over in China, you can be over in Taiwan, you can be in South Korea, North Korea, wherever the case might be, God is there to those that want to receive him and open up their minds and hearts to him. I'd like to close with a psalm that most of us are pretty well familiar with, the 23rd psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. I should have it memorized, but I'm afraid I'll mess up on a word here. He restores. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us remember our veterans who have given their life for us, but more importantly, let us remember Jesus Christ who said, It is finished, paid in full, I will remember your sins no more. For I love you, and you are my children. And may the grace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the true Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.